Lutzi and Susie O'Neill. We're only 15 minutes away from the high tide this morning, which is when the river is expected to peak. Uh, Peter Fegan is a senior reporter for Channel 9 and he's down on the ground at the moment at Coronation Drive. Uh, we'll get to Susie in just a moment to see what it's like further up the river, but at Coro Drive at the moment, Peter, what's it like? Okay, Lutzi, mate, it's, uh, it's, eerily, uh, it's eerily reminiscent of 2011, I've, I've got to say, and I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but, you know, that ghost of 2011 is still haunting us, isn't it? Because uh, in the last sort of two hours I've been here set up for the Today Show, you know, Lutzi, I was halfway down, I'm outside the Regatta Hotel now, but I was halfway sort of between the Regatta and, and, and say, the Wesley, for argument's sake, and now that's it's underwater. You, 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 could swim to, you could swim from the Regatta... Uh, to, to to the Wesley Hospital, and if you look down Sylvan Road towards West Rugby, you could do the same. You could dead wow. jump off the veranda of the regatta into the water and swim down towards Sylvan Road. But uh, look, I just want to touch on two more things, Lutzi, and that was the, uh, the the debris that's coming down the river. And usually, this is an eerily quiet river. We know the Brisbane River; it's quite mm. boring, really. Yeah. It is roaring, boys, and it, it's it is smashing up against the pontoon um, outside of the regatta um, where the city cap pulls up, but. Probably about an hour and a half ago, we just had a speedboat uh, sitting on top of a pontoon come past us um, down towards um, South Bank, and uh, and it hit up against the um, the go-betweens bridge up against that pillar. But it came past us at a rate of knots. You couldn't do anything about it. it as far as we know, police have told us here hasn't done too much damage at all. But we also have an eight by ten meter houseboat that snapped its moorings down towards Lone Pine in Fig Tree Pocket. It's currently towards Indrapilly, right. and it's on its way down here now as well, it went towards past, the regatta. It, I think Sue saw, saw that earlier this morning. So mm. it, Yeah, it's yeah. So it, it's, it's on its way. Sorry, Sue, I didn't know you are on. It, 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 yeah. It's on its way down here now. Um, so we've got police. It's cordoned off, uh, and, and again, um, it, it, it's a worry. We've just seen uh, the police... Uh, going up in their boat, I think what they're going to try and do is steer it through the go-betweens because seriously, you don't want an 8x10 hitting that pillar mm. of the go-between bridge, which is the next bridge in town. Mm, yeah, I think it went past me probably uh, 20 minutes ago and I think there's not much left to come down the river, to be honest. I've seen heaps and heaps of pontoons and boats mm. and houseboats and, and debris come down. There's not much left to go, is there? No, but Suze, how, how um, unusual is it when you do see the debris go past and you'll just see like a, like just one of those silver seats you see at a bus stop, just sitting on a pontoon coming past you. Yeah. And again, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to stress people out. But you know, we can be forgiven, guys, for, for for feeling like 2011 all over again. Because you know, at that press conference yesterday, I was at Kedron and, and I had to take off because my parents' place went down at Kenmore. But I was with the premier, and I was with Adrian Trinner at that earlier press conference, and it got a bit heated. And it was like when Headley Thomas was asking the questions of the the, the people at, at Sec Water because. The controlling of the dam, again, guys, seems to be questionable. What's happened? Why are they doing different releases? We know that there was a, a significant weather event, but we've had we've had Luke Bradman and we've, and, and we've had um, Gary Youngbury from Channel 9 standing to tell us about this since Wednesday. We've had reporters in the field since Thursday, and now all of a sudden we're getting told on Saturday, oh, you know, we've got to try and relax a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it's not too significant. By Sunday, people's homes are gone, and we've been told that We've been told that the dam is at 177% and was 190 in 2011. So these are the serious questions that we do need to, to, to ask of the government once this is all calmed down a little bit because, you know, people... This is 2011 all over again, and people are fed up. Mm, yeah, what have we learned just in the last 11 years? Pete, just mm. quickly, mate, just Coronation Drive itself and Milton Road, sounds like they're just completely no-go zones. You say oh, the they're no-go, mate. No, yeah. no, 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 nowhere near it. M1 yeah, shot. yeah. 
Yeah, you, no way. You've got police tapes. They're just outside the boat shed, uh, the restaurant. So the police tape goes across there, across Coro, and then right. down the other end towards Land Street. It, it, there's no way. We just you, you won't get through. And, of course, Milton Road as well, you won't get through yeah. either, obviously. It's all cut off too. But, um, look, you, you, just quickly before I let you go, just the, the, um, the sheer amount of water that is, is coming past me now... Um, and, and past the regatta is obviously going to spill over onto Coronation Drive into those units. So just for anybody that wants to come down and have a look, you know, it's not advised, but just be really careful. Even though there is police tape up, just, just be really, really careful around here because the right. next three hours is obviously going to be really, really eerie here in Brisbane with this high tide. And, and you're right, the management of uh, the release of water from the dams, uh, mm. that's, uh, that's going to be critical. And we'll speak to, oh, we're going to speak to Mike Foster next. So what would you like to ask Mike Foster? Like, what's the key oh, message you want, want out there from your point of view? Well, look, I mean, it was the questions we asked at the press conference, and that is, what did we learn from 2011? We had all these inquiries. We had all, you know, and, and they've got all these different manuals, and the manual that they have, and you can put this to him, the manual that they now have, and this is post-2011, still doesn't let them release water when they need to release it. It's ridiculous. Why can't we just do it when we need to do it? And also ask him, what was what sort of messages we're we getting from the Bureau of Meteorology? We knew this thing was sticking outside the, off the east coast of, of, of Queensland. When Luke Bradnam and Gary Youngbury are telling us it's coming, how come it took till Saturday to the, for the Premier to stand up and, and give us some information? This is what the, the people of Queensland should be asking because homes were lost yesterday in 15 minutes. And I'll, I'll use my place as the example. I'm not looking for sympathy, but my parents' place went in 10 minutes. It was waist high. And, you know, the day before we were kind of being told, oh, you know, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, hang on a minute. With homes have gone now, and and here we are again, exactly where we were at 2011. It seems amazing in this day and age with the technology yeah. that we have available that we could mm. have a record amount of rain, a record amount of rain, and really mm. uh, none of us, none of us knew that. At the start of the weekend, we didn't. we're all sitting here scratching our heads on no. Monday morning, going, going, what's happened? But the release mm. of that water and, um, and and what effect that's going to have on already a tragic situation, we'll have to monitor and we'll, we'll ask those questions to Mike Foster. He's the manager of uh, external relations at SEQ Water Next. But thanks, Peter. Appreciate your time this morning. Coro Drive on Channel 9, Senior Reporter Peter Fegan. Stay safe. Anytime. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Okay, we just spoke to Peter Fegan, who's a senior reporter for Channel 9 News, and he was fired up, quite quite frankly, about uh, the lack of warning that that we had. And... um, uh, we've got Mike Foster from South East Queensland Water who's on the phone now. He might be able to shed some light on some of these issues that, that Peter raised. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Okay. Good. So where are we at from, from your point of view at the moment? Uh, look, um, in terms of Wyvernhoen, I think that's probably the, the sort of biggest biggest focus around, around Brisbane. Um, just to give your listeners a bit of an idea, um, the dam over the, over the weekend and sort of into today, we've, we've managed to hold back something like 2.2 million megalitres of water um, and we've only released about 150,000 um, you know, con- we've been able to do that in a pretty controlled and, and steady way um, so certainly what's been experienced in, in, in Brisbane um, at the moment in terms of flooding which is which is clearly awful um, certainly you know, the dam's not a, a, a contributor to that um, we've, we've, our, our dam levels into Wyvernhoe and inflows I should say into Wyvernhoe peaked last night um, and what that means is that we're now able to um, look at um, effectively, uh, we, you know, we call it technically it's a drain down, but it's effectively sort of slow, steady releases now, um, certainly given the, the fact that it looks like that weather cells moved south, steady releases over the uh, 
the following week, which um, we're sort of no no anticipation or expectation that's going to going to impact um, in, in terms of uh, in terms of flooding in Brisbane. Um, and yeah, the, my, I guess my key key message is the dam's done exactly what it was designed to to do, um, and you know we've got to move that water out of the temporary flood compartment because you know, we also realise we're still in the middle of the wet season. Um, so uh, to make sure that we've got that that compartment available, should we get another weather event before this uh, season finishes. We're seeing a lot of the water um, come down now from Wyvernhoe because it takes, as I said, about 24 hours to hit us. It does. How many, day, yeah. how many days do you think you're going to be releasing water from Wyvernhoe? Uh, it feels well, like the flood's going to hang around for a while. Yeah, look, it's, it's the, for, for the releases from Wyvernhoe, we expect to, it'll take us, um, because we'll do it in a controlled way and we've got some flexibility in, you know, in terms of volumes we put out, We'll probably do that over, you know, we're talking sort of three or four days, but look, it could be, you know, probably as long as seven days to get that um, to get that uh, water out and get that sort of dam back down to, to full supply level. Um, it's probably, you know, for your, if, you know, if your listeners, um, it's, it's only as recent as November that we were, you know, we were still responding to, to drought in South East Queensland, so how quickly things how quickly and dramatically things can, um, things can change. How much concern is there that, you, you know, this can be mishandled in some way which will create more damage no look is from our perspective um the dam is is, is done exactly what it's um designed to do um and for again for those who've been in south east queensland for a while um as we're talking you know wyman is a it's a dual purpose dam you know, we you know, have a drinking water element of it and then we have a very large um flood compartment to give your uh, listeners a bit of an idea the drinking water compartment in wyman is about two Sydney harbours worth of water. So it's our main drinking water source, massive. Our temporary flood compartment that lets us hold that water back in extreme events is double that. So a very large space, um, uh, and it's designed to, uh, which has done this event, which is to reduce what would have been the natural flows down the river, um, reduce that, mitigate those flows, slow them down, and certainly our strategy is, is to allow those two big rivers that... That have contributed to the um, the Brisbane um, the flooding we're seeing at the moment, the Bremer and the Lockyer. Our whole role with our releases with Wyvernhoe is to time those releases off the back of those peaks of those rivers. So when those rivers start to go down, we put our releases off the back of that, as not to increase the uh, the, the the level of river flows. And, and we've been able to do what, that in this event. What, what have we learned since 2011, and why is it that we were in a position that we? Um we're taken by surprise with the vast amount of water that we've got. Are you talking about the, the the amount of water that we're in this particular event? Yes. Yes. Like like. Uh, oh look! Look, I guess I guess look, it's it's the, uh, and I guess this is a it's an interesting discussion that's been sort of you know kicking around um, for a while now. It's it's really around the forecasting. Um, now you know the, the the bombs. You know, one could be pretty good at forecasting, but you know they're not deadly accurate, and I'll be the first to say that there is a level of uncertainty around forecasting. And we saw it a bit this week. There were some forecasts that, of very large falls, particularly earlier in the week in our catchments, which didn't eventuate. And then we we saw uh, we saw some um, some bigger falls that were forecast that did eventuate. So there's some uncertainty in that. Um, our strategy and and, and, and the our sort of whole way we operate Wyvernhoe Dam is based on certainty of rainfall on the ground. So when we make decisions about releases um, from Wyvernhoe during these extreme events. It's made on certainty of water on the ground, certainty of inflows in, because if we um, if we don't don't do that and we release large amounts of uh, large amounts of water, 
we can do that unnecessarily if that forecast turns out to be wrong. Um, so certainly we've, you know, we've, we've, we've operated um, uh, exactly how the dam is supposed to be operated um, and you know, we've managed to keep our, our flows um, off the back of those peaks uh, and the dam's mm-hmm. doing the job. Um, selfish screeners can be assured that the dam's doing the job that it's supposed to do. Were you surprised at how quickly it filled up? Have you, in your um, weirdest dreams, did you ever, nightmares, mm. did you ever think the dam would fill up <laughs> 50 that 50 to 150. <laughs> uh, look, yeah. look, I, um, look I, having, um, you know, having been here for my sins, you know, way back during the millennium drought and, uh, and, the, and the January 2011, no, look, I'm, we're incredibly mindful of how quickly things can move and how quickly things can change. Um, certainly our flood operations centre has been operating 24-7, um, for the best part of the last four or five days, and we, you know, we stand that um, centre up very early um, when we get an inkling that there's a, you know, a decent event heading our way. Uh, but as I said, we, you know, our, our whole focus is around while we while we use forecasts to tell us where an event might go, gives us a bit of an idea of what could be down the track. When we when we do our releases, it's it's absolutely based on water on the ground, and and, and that's the certainty. That, that you know gives us that when we're making those releases, you know that's that's water that we know is coming in, as opposed to uh, you know, a forecast that uh, as I said if we based our decisions you know purely on our forecast and that forecast was wrong, once you once you push water out of a, a dam, you can't get it back. Mike, we've got to get to uh, news. We've got to get to news. Yeah. Just quickly, yay or nay? Is yeah. there any problems with drinking water contamination? No, no, I can, I can. Okay. Uh, we, we've got an issue with potential you know, asking people to. Uh, to conserve water, uh, we have some dirty water issues in terms of, but in terms of the quality of our drinking water being supplied, no, not okay. at all. Okay, thank you, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Good on you guys. Thanks, Matt. Ash, Lutzi, and Susie O'Neill.